0: You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. A church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Our most gracious and ever-living God, I pray at this time that in the end and ultimately, not my words, but Jesus, your Son, your living word would go forth. That indeed he would dwell in our hearts and our lives and bring to them the life and the salvation found in you. Amen. On the church calendar, today is the last Sunday of uh, Epiphany. That great Greek verb, epiphino, which means to shine uh, or to enlighten. Uh, the last Sunday before we enter into the season of Lent, and as typical, we have the gospel lesson placed before us today: Jesus's transfiguration. This this moment. When Jesus is revealed, his ent- what is on the interior is revealed uh, on the exterior. Uh, Peter and James and John uh, see him in all of his radiance uh, as they go to the mountaintop and as Jesus prays. And, and as I say, it's, it's rich. There's so much incredible imagery which is placed here before us. But uh, and we'll, we'll get to that. But I want to move backward um, this morning because as, as dazzling... And rightly dazzling as all of that is, as captivating uh, as that is, uh, I tell you the word um, which particularly um, grabs me uh, and what struck me um, deeply is the pathos uh, of the father calling out on behalf of his only son. After the transfiguration, as they come down, uh, we see that they enter, uh, after this mountaintop moment, they enter in again again. Um, to all of the violence uh, and brokenness of the world, uh, the violence and the brokenness of which um, you and I are, are so familiar. Um, we, uh, like me, I'm, I'm certain you've been I'm watching the news, and, and in some ways it's, it's business as usual, uh, and yet uh, I can't seem to turn away uh, and, and feel a tremendous um, sadness at what's going on um, in, uh, in the Ukraine. And, of course, as I say, that's going on around the world, isn't it? Um, the 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 violence um, which is which is ever present um, the violence uh, of the human condition and, and yet it it rightly uh, it rightly moves us it rightly um, unnerves us it rightly um, unsettles us but but here it's profoundly personal we see a father uh, calling out to Jesus on behalf of his only son who had brought his son to the disciples but the disciples had been unable um, to heal him and. Earlier on in the chapter, in this ninth chapter of Luke's gospel, Jesus had sent the apostles out and he had given them power and authority and they had actually done amazing things. We hear that people um, had been healed, people had been um, restored. The word of God had gone forth with tremendous power. Now we find a moment when they are unable um, to do uh, what the Father asks of them. But again, particularly the word which uh, we hear, uh, it convulses him. But the word we hear is, it, and it shatters him, uh, is the word we we hear that it throws him um, to the ground violently, um, and it it shatters him, uh, and and that word, and I. Uh, of course, we all know what, uh, what shatter means, but, but I looked it up again uh, just to sort of for perfect clarity uh, and to break or cause to break suddenly um, and violently into pieces. Uh, he is shattered. And it may seem a little extreme for me to say this to you, but we all know that, don't we? Uh, in one way or another, um, what, it is, uh, what it is to be shattered. And, of course, we, we gather together on Sundays, and, and we put on good faces, and that's, that's all well and good. I, I'm, I'm not discouraging you um, in that. And, and, quite frankly, some of you might be here today, and really, you're doing really well. Um, and if you are... Praise the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ha- let me encourage you in that. Um, let me not discourage you in that. Uh, but, but that which is a part of the human condition, to be um, in so many ways uh, shattered, uh, whether it be physically, whether it be um, emotionally, whether it be in relationships, whether it be um, in our hopes, whether it be um, in our career, what, whatever it might be, we, we all know the experience uh, of that brokenness, which is a part of the human condition. Uh, and um, this man cries out um, to Jesus, begging him um, to do something about it. And we see not only um, does Jesus have the ability to do something about it, um, but Jesus, in fact, um, does. And, and these incredible words which are given, of course, even as uh, the boy is coming, we hear that the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy And then those words, and and gave him back to his father. Uh, The son in many ways that had been um, lost uh, to the father is restored. Uh, He is whole. He is um, returned um, to the father. And this um, very personal um, healing, we see something uh, being hinted at on the greater scale. Um, what Jesus um, will do as he enters into his glory. We hear that Moses and Elijah um, are there speaking um, to Jesus as to one who is superior to them. And they are speaking to him, we are told, uh, of Jesus' departure. And again, we see uh, the preview of what will happen. In Jesus' departure, in Jesus' cross, and in Jesus' resurrection, uh, there will be a restorative power which goes forth into the world. There'll be a restorative power which goes forth into yours and to my life um, as well. And we hear that uh, Jesus goes up uh, and he prays. And this is uh, the portion of Luke's gospel when there is a significant transition. Uh, Jesus has been primarily in and around Galilee. Uh, And now we hear in this ninth chapter, one of the things that we're told is that Jesus will um, set his face toward Jerusalem are the words which Luke uh, gives. And Jesus, we see with his followers, will begin to make his way from Galilee to Jerusalem. Jesus will make his way from Galilee to Jerusalem, which means he will begin to make his way um, toward the cross. And as he does so, he will travel um, through the hostile territory of the Samaritans. The Samaritans and the Jews have lived um, at enmity with one another um, for decades. And Jesus, in the midst of um, all of the violence and all of the hostility of the world, He will begin to make his way um, toward Jerusalem. And as he does, so we, of course, hear of this moment uh, when he is um, transfigured and this gift um, is given to Jesus's followers. Uh, This gift is given to you and to me, but particularly um, for them, because right before this, as I mentioned at the beginning of the ninth chapter, we hear that they're sent out uh, and their ministry um, is amazing. They see Jesus feed the 5,000, and Jesus asks them the question after that, who do people say that I am? And you remember, um, they say, some say Moses, some say Elijah, one of the prophets. And of course, Jesus says, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And of course, Peter um, will confess that you are the Christ, um, that you um, are the one whom God has promised. You are the one um, who has come come to dwell with God's people. You are the one who has come to deliver um, God's people. And then immediately following that, Jesus tells them um, that he will be rejected, um, that he will suffer, that he will be killed, uh, and he calls upon them. He calls upon his followers to take up their cross um, and to follow him. And as you might imagine, after that, uh, they need a little encouragement. Um, that that's uh, that's that's a little that's that's a little heavy. Uh, And we see that he takes them and Jesus is transfigured before them. Jesus uh, is uh, encouraged as he makes his way toward Jerusalem. They see a revelation of who indeed Jesus is um, in the midst of them. And and none other than the voice of God speaks from the cloud. This is my son, my chosen. Um, Listen to him. And and we hear um, that that Peter makes the suggestion and and it can be misread as we read the gospel. Uh, Peter makes the suggestion. It's, It's good. It's well that we are here. Um, let us build three booths, one for you, Jesus, one for Moses, uh, and one for Elijah. And at times uh, that's been described as Peter, as, uh, as the fisherman, not knowing exactly what to say. Um, but in reality, what Luke is really saying is uh, there was more depth and insight to Peter's words than he himself realized. Because what Peter says is uh, the glory of God has been revealed to us. He desires to, um, to make uh, a commemoration, to make uh, an offering. Uh, there is uh, a realization as incomplete as it may be in his understanding. He realizes that nothing short of the very presence of God is before them. Uh, that God has, in fact, as promised, come to dwell with his people. He's come um, to walk with his people. He has come um, to um, deliver his people. And they speak of Jesus' um, departure. Uh, and, of course, we see that Jesus will be shattered um, for us to be restored. In the message of the cross, we see that Jesus will be shattered in order um, that we might be restored. And we have one who promises, um, yes, um, to be with us. Uh, I, I share a story with you, uh, an, an experience I had, certainly um, not of the magnitude uh, of this Uh, But one, I hope, which will be helpful as we think about this, as we think about the way that this speaks to you and to me um, in our lives and what it it looks like um, to turn to God, what it looks like to find that God um, first turns to us. And often when we can't pick up ourselves or put the pieces back together, um, God is the one, in fact, who comes to us um, to restore and to piece together that um, which has been shattered. Uh, Years ago, while working as a hospital chaplain, I received a call one night Uh, from a woman whose father was there at the hospital. Uh, And she asked if I would go uh, and say last rites for her father. And um, I didn't say this to her, but I thought, well, let me see how he's doing first. Uh, But I did say uh, that as as soon as I hang up with you, um, I'll I'll go and and I'll visit and I'll pray with your father and uh, and, and after i 've done so i 'll call you back um, to let you know to let you know how he 's doing and I, and I went to the gentleman 's room and if uh, any of you all uh, are familiar with this, uh, you know, often um, uh, the hospital at night uh, he just had that one light on over his bed, the one that 's like a night light, and so the room was, uh, the room was dim, uh, and he was uh, conscious, uh, but he was on a ventilator, so he was unable to speak and I went in and told him who I was and that his daughter had had called and asked me if I would come and, and pray with him. And I said, you know, of course, uh, delighted. Uh, you know, I'm sorry that you're here. Delighted to come and to pray with you. And so I, I began to pray with him uh, aloud and and then at times silently as well. And the human condition being the human condition, I'd like to say that I was completely focused on him. Um, but then I began to focus on myself um, Shocker, right? Um, the human condition um, and, and all of its reality because I thought, you know, Lord, uh, and I began to pray. You know, I have nowhere else to be tonight. Um, there, there, there's nowhere else for me to be. And so I, I'm, I'm in no hurry. But but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I don't want to leave if he wants me to stay. I don't want to stay if he wants me to leave. Lord, please, um, please give me direction here. Please show me what to do. And almost immediately um, after that prayer, he reached out and he took hold of my hand uh, and, and he held my hand. Uh, and uh, God, um, knowing his servants, knowing how much clarity um, I needed um, to write sort of in large scripts so I couldn't miss it. And, and he reached out and he held my hand and I continued to pray for him uh, again, sometimes silently, sometimes Allowed. And then, um, once again, uh, should have remained focused uh, on this gentleman right here, but began to feel anxious and uncertain again. Lord, uh, tell me what to do. Uh, what do I do here? I, once again, just like I prayed a few minutes ago, in no hurry whatsoever. Um, nowhere else to be, but I don't want the guy to feel like he has to hold my hand all night. Um, so, you know, help, help me out here, Lord. Please um, make it clear. Um, and, and after that prayer... And you're going to think I'm making this up, but I'm, but I'm not. Um, shortly after that prayer, the gentleman uh, reached up with his other hand, the one that wasn't holding my hand, and went like this. <laughs> <And it was laughs> praise, uh, praise, uh, praise the Lord! It was one of those uh, wonderful moments, and, and again, in some ways, kind of uh, silly, and yet um, just tremendously. Um, profound as well. It was a moment when that that light um, shines in the darkness, when there is the unmistakable reality that, God, God, you are real. Uh, Not only are you real, but you've come to walk with us. You've come to deliver us. You have come um, to restore us as, as, uh, as imperfectly as we do it. You've, you've come um, to make your dwelling with us. You have revealed um, your glory um, in the world, uh, and you sustain us. I share that with you because what we um, see, of course, revealed is the glory of God and the person of Jesus, the very presence of God that, that comes into the world um, who is willingly broken for you and for me that we might be restored, is shattered for us um, that we might be um, restored, comes and sacrifices himself for you and for me um, that we might be delivered. And so we have an ultimate hope and an ultimate certainty that nothing can take away from us. But we also uh, have the assurance that he comes to walk with us now. And the place of our greatest strength the place of our greatest security is when we walk with him, when we recognize um, our dependence upon him. And there will be moments when when that works out wonderfully and seemingly perfectly. There will be moments like the one described here with the disciples where uh, we're, we're, we're saying our prayers and we're, do, we're doing our best, but it doesn't seem to work out the way. Um, that we would like for or long for it to work out. But what we see unmistakably um, is a God who is with us and a God who will ultimately um, secure us, restore us, and deliver us. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks and praise for your light which shines in the darkness uh, and that the darkness cannot, in fact, overcome it and that you have come um, to dwell with us. Uh, and that ultimately and fully and finally um, we will at the time appointed dwell with you. And we thank you that you promise in this moment not to leave us, uh, but you like a shepherd through the power and the presence of your spirit will ever be with us and going before us. Draw our hearts um, and our minds um, like the Father who calls out to you that we might find in you our perfect restoration, I pray in Christ's name, amen.